Hello, everyone. Welcome to another dynamic episode of Coffee Chat Stories with yours truly. My name is Mary Christie, and I am your host. Thank you so much for coming back. We have been having a great time reading the Damascus Code. This is my adventure thriller book that we have been reading chapters from for the past couple of weeks. And if you are not familiar with this podcast, Coffee Chat Stories, this is a storytelling podcast. I read stories from my books and also stories from different articles and books that are intriguing, uplifting, and often very adventurous. Everyone loves a good story. Stories that take us away from the daily life routine, stories that uplifts us, that intrigue us, and thrills us. This is your place to come, your safe place to come, your safe haven to just let yourself go, get yourself a cup of coffee, a snack or whatever, and enjoy a great story. And we deserve that time out for ourselves, especially with so much going on in the world. You deserve that time out to rest your mind and to be taken through an adventure of story time. Allow us to be your story time. Are you ready for some more Damascus Code? Well, let's get started. We are going to finish up chapter three and go deep into chapter four. Now, as a recap, our dynamic duo, Avalon Mesa and Silas McGee, they are now at the beginning of a global hunt, a hunt to find a human artifact. Now, these are both college students, remember, and Avalon Mesa is an archeology span student. She was recruited by a professor who wants her to track down and to find a human artifact that could mean a lot of changes for the world. This human artifact, if what the legend says about it is true, it could turn the whole world upside down and impact the fields of science, medicine, and the overall global economic system. A lot of risks are tied to the discovery of this artifact if the legend is true. The human artifact is a sample of blood rumored to be from the Apostle Paul. That's right, the Apostle Paul from the Bible, the Holy Bible. The Apostle Paul on the road to Damascus and the experience he had with God on his way over there and how that experience transformed him. In our story, rumor has it that there is a huge healing element through this sample of blood relating to that event, the road to Damascus event, that supernatural experience. So the Damascus Code book meets or it combines the supernatural with the scientific worlds. This story 
the Damascus Code story, the story that I had written, it's fictional, but it has it pulls from elements of history, elements of biblical history, and elements from a few facts, factual roots as well. I hope you enjoy this story. Our two students, the dynamic duo, will meet with Mark Sheldon, a lab researcher who we met in the previous episode. Mark Sheldon has a lot of secrets. He knows the doctor or knew the doctor who was, who was involved in the Evelyn Majors case. Evelyn Majors, we met her in the previous episodes. She had a supernatural experience that related to the Apostle Paul and the sample. She believes that that experience had transformed her physically and rejected an illness, a sickness that she has had ever since she was a child. We will now continue with the Damascus Code. Finishing up chapter three, this section is called Two Chefs Not Enough Room to Cook. Our dynamic duo will meet Mark Sheldon, the lab researcher that they met at St. Andrew's Hospital in the last chapter. They will now meet him at Lynn's Barbecue in Los Angeles. Lynn's Barbecue was a lovely Korean barbecue restaurant on Wilshire Boulevard, just down the street from LA's upscale, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing the word right, the Genoa Barbecue. If I didn't pronounce that right, please forgive me. <laughs> Lynn's Barbecue wasn't too full that evening. It was very intimate. Avalon Silas and Mark Sheldon, we call him Sheldon from now on, were seated in a corner booth. Sheldon cleaned up very nicely. He shed his lab coat and tan slacks for a crisp white buttoned shirt. The first two buttons were unbuttoned and the tailored black slacks were slightly fitted. His shoes shined and his hair was properly styled with a bit of gel. His glasses only complemented a very trendy intellectual look that he had going on. This time, Sheldon was seated across from Avalon. In the previous chapter, he was seated beside Avalon. He has a little thing for her. He could barely take his eyes off of her. Avalon was an exciting young woman to him. Sheldon could clearly see that. Her black strapless dress which slightly hugged her trim figure to the knees, was simple and elegant. Her silver teardrop necklace reflected the light with a glow. Her dark hair was up in a smooth ponytail with bangs swept to the side. Now Silas cleaned up very well too, but he wasn't as flashy as Sheldon. He had a thing for slim ties, so his shirt was buttoned all the way up to the top. He went with a dark gray slacks to match the tie color. The pants weren't so fitted, but it was still a very smart outfit overall. Silas didn't want to turn his head all the way to the side to talk to Avalon. 
that would be a bit too obvious and a bit too awkward. He did catch glances from time to time. He admitted to himself that she was especially lovely that evening. The waitstaff brought out their food: three platters of beef, shrimp, and chicken. These were followed by the vegetables. Silas was under the impression that the waitstaff had forgotten their menus, but Sheldon had something else in mind. I took the liberty of preparing a special menu for us. The owner and I—we are old college roommates. I told him this was a very special occasion. On that note, Sheldon winked at Avalon. Silas, my man, you know that you can cook the food yourself here, right? Oh, so that is what this portable grill is for," Silas said sarcastically. Sheldon let out a good belly laugh. <laughs> That's a good one. I love it," Avalon said. So, what will we make? Avalon reached for the utensils to spare a short rib for grilling, but Sheldon waved his hand. No, no, no! Silas and I will do the cooking, right, buddy? Silas answered, "Oh, yeah, yeah! I can whip up a lovely sweet and sour chicken with shrimp." He turned to Avalon, which I am sure you will enjoy. Avalon, Sheldon smirked, <laughs> "Sweet and sour, how lovely!" Silas came back with, "It's delicious." Ignoring Silas, Sheldon commented, "Avalon, you will adore my spicy ginger short ribs with calamari trimmings." Kind of showing off there, Shelley. Sheldon chuckled. An exciting meal for a very excited woman, my friend. Avalon laughed at both of them. I am sure both dishes will be very good. Sheldon took off his glasses to clean them with his silk handkerchief. There is this exquisite restaurant, A O H, which experiments with different spices from all over the world. You must come with me tomorrow. In an afterthought, Sheldon said, "Oh, oh, you can come too, Silas. Yeah." Before Silas could speak, Avalon stalled. We have to check first our schedule. We have to check with our professor tomorrow to give him updates. She didn't trust Sheldon at all, but his attraction to her was working in their favor so far. A sneaky little smile crept across Sheldon's lips. Of course, I apologize for not asking first if you were free. Avalon smiled sweetly. No apologies. We'll let you know tomorrow morning. Sheldon nodded in approval. He caught the attention of a passing waitress and asked for a tray of sauce, different types of sauces for both men to use in their friendly cook-off. In minutes, the lovely raven-haired waitress. Returned with a tray. Both men had chosen their sweet and sour ginger, lemon zest, soy sauce, and some green concoction. Silas inquired, "What is that green liquid?" Sheldon snickered. <laughs> It's something special. I had the chef to whip up for us. He shifted his eyes, his gaze back on Avalon. It's available to his VIP customers very off the menu. Silas rolled his eyes. 
Avalon broke up the backhanded trash talk. Well, let's see what you two can whip up. Silas immediately speared the raw chicken pieces from one plate and placed them on the hot grill. The meat sizzled with intensity. Sheldon speared six of the ten short ribs and immersed them in the secret green sauce. He then used a fork to take the calamari from a second plate and placed them on the grill. While Sheldon was busy stirring the chicken pieces in the green, the secret green mixture, Silas glanced over his shoulder at Sheldon's masterpiece in the making. He saw the waitress coming towards their table again, and in the nick of time, Silas called the waitress. Sheldon wondered what this buttoned-up stiff was up to now. Silas requested a small cup of orange juice, orange zest, a few slices of pineapple, and pineapple juice. Avalon was intrigued, but Silas wasn't finished. He then asked for hot shortbread cookies, coconut, and semi-sweet chocolate. Avalon loved chocolate. The pixie-haired waitress nodded and was on her way to get the ingredients. Sheldon began placing the short ribs soaked in the green mixture on the grill. The smell it gave off was very savory with a hint of ginger. As the meat cooked, he turned his attention to Silas. I see your creativity is finally kicking in. Silas came back with an exciting recipe for an exciting woman. The waitress arrived and placed all of Silas's ingredients on the table. He positioned each ingredient in the order of its usage. He first took the pieces of chocolate and placed them on half of the already steaming shortbread cookies. After that, he sprinkled the shredded coconut over the chocolate on the shortbread. The other half of the cookies were placed individually on top of the ones with the chocolate and coconut on them. The heat from the cookies began softening the chocolate. As Avalon and Sheldon watched closely, Silas began his island citrus dish. He poured half of the pineapple juice into a separate empty small bowl. Following that, he soaked 10 chicken strips in the pineapple juice cup. Next, he grabbed the orange juice and poured half into the pineapple and chicken mixture. Avalon was amazed. Sheldon stopped watching to continue grilling his ginger ribs and then sprinkled lemon zest to finish. Silas speared the shrimp with his fork and immersed them in the container with the remaining pineapple juice. An alternating supply of ginger and spicy chicken, pineapple shrimp, and Caribbean-style chicken cooked on the grill. When they were done, they were assembled on separate plates. The spicy ginger short ribs on one plate and the citrus meats on another plate. Silas sprinkled the remaining shredded coconut over the shrimp and then over the chocolate and the shortbread sandwiches. The vegetables were also assembled on each plate, which were already steamed at Sheldon's request. All three shared the rice as well. Sheldon held out his hand towards Avalon. If you kindly pass me your plate, I will serve you dinner. Avalon did so, and Sheldon expertly placed three spicy ginger short ribs on the plate and sprinkled a little lemon zest on the beef. He completed it with a heaping spoon of vegetables. 
This left a smaller section for Silas's dish creations. Sheldon passed the plate to his new rival. Silas spooned a serving of the shrimp and chicken mixture on the plate beside the beef. The cookies were on a separate small saucer. As the two men eagerly waited for Avalon to have the first taste, she did something they didn't quite expect. She raised her hand, a finger pointed up, as if to say, just a moment. She bowed her head and said, Grace. Both men looked at each other. Neither one was religious, but fumbled a little before they bowed their heads in a moment of silence. As Avalon finished her grace, amen, she noticed the two men with heads still bowed and eyes closed. Okay, I'm done. Silas and Sheldon raised their heads eagerly, awaiting for Avalon to eat. She grabbed her fork and tasted the spicy ginger beef ribs. After the first bite of meat, with the hint of garlic and butter, she sat back in her seat. Mmm, this is so good. The spicy heat hit her a bit harder than expected, and she let out a slight cough. <coughs> oh, Silas laughed, but Sheldon just said, it takes a little getting used to. Avalon followed up with the chicken and shrimp. After her two first bites of each meat, she shook her head. Silas began to worry. Was it that bad? Avalon turned her head around to face him and said, I love it. It's absolutely delicious. Silas straightened up. Well, of course it is. The three spent the next hour dining and engaging in light conversation. They even shared the shortbread sandwiches. Sheldon admitted that this dessert was simple, but very good. As they waited for coffee, the trio got down to business. Sheldon initiated the conversation. Lab secrets. I apologize for rushing you out of the lab, said Silas, but I had no choice. Avalon accepted his sincere apology. Yeah, we pretty much guessed you couldn't talk about Dr. Phoenix's work while there. You're right, replied Sheldon, but his research has to be completed. Why haven't you pursued it? Silas questioned. After he died, Dr. Barrett became my new boss, and he changed all of my duties. To what? asked Silas suspiciously. To work on new drugs to treat the pain associated with sickle cell. Avalon didn't feel too comfortable with that answer. She tried another interrogation technique. There's a lot of money in pharmaceuticals. That's not why I do my work, Sheldon lashed out. This caught both Silas and Avalon by surprise. Silas calmly warned, Don't bring unnecessary attention to us, all right? Avalon intervened, We believe you. If you were in this for the money, you would not have arranged this meeting with us. We were not implying that you were about the money. Of course not. Uh, forgive me, apologized Sheldon. Silas picked up from there. We just want to understand how his research could help others with sickle cell and possibly other blood diseases associated with genetic disorders. Sheldon fell silent for a few seconds, which prompted Avalon to share her personal story of sickle cell. Like I said, I have a brother with this sickle cell, what are you really after? Excuse me? Avalon responded 
and defense? Sheldon went on. You're not students, are you? No, you called our professor, Michael Darius. He assigned us to this mission. Silas gave Sheldon a stare that could burn holes in steel. He wasn't hostile, but Sheldon knew not to push him too hard in a public place. He bit his lip and lowered his voice. Dr. Phoenix's research had findings that could disrupt the pharmaceutical industry and bankrupt their investors, to say the least. Silas continued to play naive. So his research results offer an alternative cure to sickle cell? No, you don't get it. From what we understand now about sickle cell, we can suppress the gene that produces the adult hemoglobin so that the fetal hemoglobin will produce. And from what we know, that cures it. We just need more researchers and doctors to correct the mutation causing the disease or boost the fetal hemoglobin levels. I see, Avalon said slowly. Phoenix's research goes way beyond just finding or cultivating a cure for sickle cell. Sheldon whispered, yes! From what he told me, he was part of a research task force who may have found the solution to a range of other serious illnesses, not just blood diseases. Silas held up his hand. Now, hold on. Hold on. Do you know for sure that those results are in his research? Yes, Sheldon nodded. Are you absolutely sure? Dr. Phoenix is a man of his word. Silas pushed forward. So you have seen these results in writing, and these are documented. Sheldon paused. He was afraid to say any more, but he knew he had to tell them some of this information. These two will step into a snake pit. They don't know just how dangerous pursuing this mystery will become. Well, that is it for today's show. Thank you so much for joining us for Coffee Chat Stories. Come back again next Tuesday. We will finish up Chapter 4 and go right into Chapter 5. This is an adventure thriller that has many twists and turns and secrets revealed in each episode of this podcast as we continue on reading The Damascus Code. Now, if you would like to experience the continuation of this book, which is in our current American Exile Adventure Thriller series, then go to YouTube, to the GC World TV channel. That is our film and show channel of scripted fictional shows and films. Go there. Make sure you subscribe, like, click the notification bell because we are bringing to you now Season 2 of American Exile. This series will take you into the lives of Morgan Bannister. You know the lady who has that mysterious situation with Dr. Francisco Magellan. They are partners in this big scientific discovery project that is all mixed into the thriller that we are now reading from the adventure thriller, Damascus Code. So you will learn more about her and more about Francisco Magellan. So go to the GC World channel on YouTube and you can see 
season one of American Exile, the full season, just three episodes, and you can see our current season two. We have already released the first two episodes, and we are currently releasing, or we are going to release. Episode three at the end of this month, first week of May, and follow that up with episodes four and the conclusion with episode five. You can see all of this for free for the time being. We may put season two into a subscription model in the near future, a paid subscription model. But right now, currently, you can see the full season two as we release each episode for. Free, and you will find out quite a few secrets about Morgan Bannister and Dr. Francisco Magellan. Have a wonderful day, a great rest of the week, and God bless all of you. Come back again next Tuesday for another dynamic reading of the Damascus Code on Coffee Chat Stories. <music>